全国のロデオボーイロデオガールのみんな元気かい今年の夏をホットに盛り上げるアッパーナンバーをお届けするぜグランロデオで恋のヒートウェイブブルーレイ 
They're expecting the first 21 episodes will be out by the end of this year, or before the end of this year, with both Japanese and English audio, subtitles, you name the whole thing, it's going to be there. And I'm extremely excited to see this because I can't tell you how many times I've been almost forced to download, well not almost forced, I've basically been forced to download these compilation films because of the lack of accessibility. But it's not only the original Gundam, it seems like Zeta, Double Zeta, which we thought we'd never get, Victory, Gundam X, and Turn A Gundam are all going to be released here as well, maybe not within the same time frame, but the fact remains the same, we're going to be getting half of that original monumental series by the end of this year. Now, that being said, at AX they also revealed that there would be a new Gundam show coming out here sometime soon. Now, I highly doubt it's going to be directed by Yoshiki Tomino, simply because the last one was just so extremely successful. But there is officially right now a teaser website that's up with nothing more than a counter. The counter officially expires at 11pm on July 14th, so until then we're still stuck in the dark. It features nothing more than, again, the timer with a silhouette that's pretty much indistinguishable at this point as to what it could be. However, it is stated that it will have simultaneous interpretation worldwide, so this one looks like will be simulcasted as well. It looks like we might get another Gundam Unicorn treatment, which is extremely exciting, but of course, no word as of yet. That also being said, not to be outdone by Odaiba's Gundam statue, which everyone wants to get in and pilot, I guarantee you that. They're going to try and do a 1-1 scale Evangelion. That's right. Unit 1 is going to be about 20 feet tall, which to me is not 1-1 to -one scale. E Eva is just too big to simply do 1-1 to -one scale. I think Eva is closer to 50 feet tall. But re re regardless, the statue's placement is going to be at a rest stop in Hakone, which is most appropriate given the series' location of events. We're promised that by July 17th, so we'll see that relatively quickly within a week's time. By the time you listen to this, it'll be no more than just a few days and we'll have the full life-size Evangelion. According to them, it's 1-1 scale, and I could pick a fight about that, but let's just be happy we're getting a 20-foot statue. Now, also to keep in mind, this year, day by day, if you haven't noticed already, I am doing an extensive coverage of the events of Evangelion as they happen. Now it's not quite real time because we don't have timestamps for everything, but when I do I try and preserve those. Basically what I've been doing is, it is the year 2015-80. It is the time when Evangelion takes place. You heard of Evangelion Day, you know how I kind of complained. It actually starts kind of on the 6th, more on the 9th. Well, today is the 9th of July. Today is the day when the third angel comes as a messenger harbinger of destruction. It is under the hashtag Evangelion Timeline I encourage you to follow, and, and I encourage you to participate. I'm not saying I'm the only one who can do this. In fact, quite the opposite. I would like to invite multiple people to participate in celebrating a once-in-a-lifetime experience, quite frankly. There will never be another 2015 AD. And most likely, and thank goodness for this, there will never be an angel attack. 
but that doesn't stop us from celebrating it. Also to celebrate is the birthday of Hikaru Utada's new baby boy. So, for those of you who don't know, she's responsible for a lot of songs and a lot of different properties, game or anime, that you are probably familiar with. In, in particular, it transitions fairly well for Evangelion. She did the ending theme for Evangelion Q, or 3.3. She also sang the songs for Kingdom Hearts. She holds a very special place in a lot of fandom's hearts, and recently, she's announced that she's coming off a hiatus now that she has finished birthing her child, and that's absolutely wonderful news. As far as I can tell, there were no complications. It doesn't seem like there was any danger whatsoever, which is wonderful, wonderful news to have her back, and now she's a mom. Um, ANN included a photo with her husband, and I have to say, like, She's looking great. She looks great, and she married some Italian, and I'm looking at that, and it's like, uh, <sighs> I don't know. Sometimes I was like, damn it, that could have been me, but oh well. I guess it couldn't have been, because I'm still sitting here podcasting. Now, this one is kind of a cool piece of news. I'm a big fan of Shaft. There are a few studios, the big three for me, Production IG, Shaft, and then KyoAni because whatever they produce just simply looks nice and is simply beautiful. So that being said, when I heard that Shaft was going to do their 40th anniversary exhibit, it was going to be Amaro Gatari. Basically, they're combining their, their two most successful properties being Madoka and Bakemonogatari, or the Monogatari series, into one exhibit. I was extremely excited. Now, I don't think I'll be able to attend, I don't think I'll be in Japan by <laughs> by November, uh, the beginning of December, rather, but it is kind of nice to know that it is the 40th anniversary this year of Studio Shaft. It was started back in 1975. It was an offshoot of Mushi Productions, which is Tessica's studio. So I guess in another way, it is the 40th birthday of a very beloved studio of mine. And last but not least, with the new release of Dragon Ball Super, summer anime season is just beginning, spring anime season is winding down, there is a, you're gonna laugh, it's a stop motion commercial, okay? Meaning, they took the toy that we're gonna talk about and just posed it, but that is to prove a point. Figure Arts released a trailer or released a, a entire commercial about a highly posable goku figure we're saying well why is this a big deal well as a collector or as a as a semi-passionate collector of of toys for my favorite anime properties there's nothing that pains me more when you buy a toy and only to find that its mobility is actually quite limited and you're saying, well, can't you do the research? And well, yes, but sometimes you just see something, it looks cooler than it actually is, you don't have the time to research it, or maybe you just bought it on the spot, in which case, whose fault is it really? But my point is, let me show you. You know what? Let me tell you a quick story. I bought the Kyoto 90s edition, maybe early 2000 edition toys for the EVA units. I have all of them, but EVA unit one. That includes the monstrous unit that Toji gets into to pilot every unit six, right? The other day I was cleaning out my case, trying to get all the extra dust out of there, that sort of thing, 
cleaning up after myself. And as doing such, I'd grown tired of the poses that all the figures were in, so I figured I'd rearrange them while I was cleaning. And in doing that project, I finally rearranged my Ever Unit 1, only to find out that, one, the paint is extremely tacky. See, what I had done when I pulled out of the package is I just took it in the pose it was in and placed it in the placed it in the case, and that's a fairly common practice for me. If the toy already comes posed, I just keep it in the pose just to get it into the case so I can at least enjoy it and look at it, right? However, upon trying to change things, I realized how extremely poorly made the figure is. I'm not just talking about the tackiness. So, this particular figure has poseable arms and two arm settings. So you can pull them out and put a new one in. One is the elongated stretchy arms, so that way you can choke things or do the poses to choke things. And the other is just the normal sized arms, right? Before they actually become you know, elastic. Well, it turns out that one of these arms was actually already broken in the package, but had just been stuck together because of the extreme tackiness. So there was no way of knowing this until I tried to move it. And now I am short one arm, one left arm for a figure that I cannot replace, basically, and that's frustrating. So I told you that story so I could tell you this one. Basically, the more mobile your figures are, most of the time a lot easier it is to pose them. Now, that being said, there are some figures, like I just recently got the Yamaguchi Robotech um, mass production unit of Evangelion, the one with the wings that you see in the end of Evangelion, the white ones. I recently acquired one of those, and sometimes trying to figure out exactly how the joints move can be a little tricky because they, they cover them well so you can't see the pivot points, but you don't want to break it. So these things, they come stiff. That is the problem. They come stiff, and you kind of have to work with them a little bit so that way you can get the, the right poses at the other thing, and it can actually be a little bit of a task. Well, to see the stop motion figure arts i've always loved figure arts they're a very good toy line and to see nonetheless that a goku i've always wanted a dbz toy but they've always been super expensive and to see that this is going to be 5100 some odd yen is just it's just wonderful because to me that says you know after importation i'm gonna have to pay 50 60 bucks which is acceptable but the coolest part is that it's highly posable and we're also going to get a vegeta and a capsule corporation dressed trunks feature trunks so that is extremely exciting to see a stop-motion video because too often what you see on the back of these packages is some pose that they get just perfectly right but what you can't see is everything like the screws that might be holding it in or the wire work or this that the other thing to completely obliterate your hopes and dreams of actually forming that pose with your figure so to see a more honest view or what appears to be a more honest view for a Goku figure I'm sold but that is the news for this week um, I'm going to go straight into the conversation it was a quite a long and lengthy conversation about jump ultimate stars jump stars victory versus plus the game with with three names in the title I will always refer to it that way it's a little bit ridiculous I invite Colton and CJ Hitchcock, you may be familiar with them from a prior episode of Is Anime Dead? Well, I guess anime is not dead. It's still alive, at least in this video game. And so why don't we go straight into that. 
I guess that's my cue to start recording uh, as well. Colton, are you recording? Uh, I just started. You just started? I'm trying to turn up my mic. All right, there we go. Okay, my only Don't question worry. is when you say you just started, did you capture the part where it said you just started? Um, I think I did, yeah. Okay, because like that would well, be a great way to, to introduce this episode of Senpai Coast to Coast. I have with me, as you guys can hear, guests... Um, I forget which way they were sitting the last time we did this show. Um, let's see. We'll do it from whoever can speak first. Introduce yourself. Ah, I'm speaking first. I did it. I'm. I'm. Well, no, you ruined it because we should have just been silent for like three minutes to see who would. Yeah, it was lost. kind of like a you know a mahjong <laughs> competition. You just kind of wait and stare at each other and don't actually make moves. So. If that's the case, um, I guess, Chris, would you identify yourself? All right. Uh, this is uh, CJ Hitchcock, uh, a.k.a. Hitch, uh, once again from Double Zeta Productions. By the time of this recording, uh, I know you have written an article. Is that correct? Or Two articles I said I was going to write. One was going to be on this thing that we're going to be talking about today, and the other one was going to be on the movie Inside Out. I haven't gotten around to it, to be completely honest, because I've got, like, Lots of other personal stuff. Like, I'm, I'm getting ready to move. I'm actually in the final stages of, like, getting another apartment set up tomorrow. So it's, like, I've got, like, all that stuff I need to take care of. Well, so. congratulations, then. Uh, I can't wait yeah. to christen your new home with a podcast. You let me know when that happens. I want to be on that. Uh, okay. Housewarming podcast. Ha- Is that what that's going to be? It chases out all the evil anime spirits, you know, like the Ninja Scrolls and the L.A. Gimes and that sort of thing. I love Ninja Scrolls. That's why we need to do a house christening podcast. And how, how how do you not like Ninja Scrolls? Like, okay, you know, screw the topic we're going to talk about today. Like, how do you not like Ninja Scrolls? <laughs> I feel like if I talk any longer, we're not going to introduce the man who spoke first. Man who spoke first. I'm sorry, must segue. Who are you? Uh, first off, I'm sorry. I guess I guess the YouTube firsty culture has gotten the best of me, but uh, I am Colton. Uh, otherwise known as Sniper King three two three on Twitter. I do a lot of my own other shows that I don't feel like talking about just yet because there's a lot of them. But all you need to know about me is I I'm the guy that hosts that other Gintama podcast that isn't hosted by Doctor from the Ask Backwards Anime Podcast. I host Life Lessons the Gintama Manga Cast. <sighs> Colton, what? why do you, you you promote Doctor's Gintama Podcast more than your own? Because because I I like his stuff. Oh, I see. Okay, I get that. But the but but see, <laughs> Hitch asked a question. Why don't you like Ninja Scroll? Uh, I I'm pretty sure I'm not the one he asked that. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure. sure it was you, Colton, because that's I, why we have no the show. no. I was asking the person who addressed it, and also, are you just talking about the movie? Or are you also talking about the series? And if that's the case, are you also bringing up Ninja Resurrection? Because if you don't like Ninja Resurrection, that I understand, because Ninja Resurrection is pretty awful. But like. I was like 15 when I saw Ninja <laughs> Scroll, okay? I was watching Ninja Scroll okay. for all the wrong reasons, and Ninja Scroll slapped me around for all those same reasons. There, there are no wrong reasons to watch Ninja there Scroll. Are only, like, there, there are there only, are only wrong right reasons. reasons. There are only wrong reasons to watch no. Ninja Scroll. Yes. God. 
It's kind of like when someone says, don't go in there, and you go in there. Well, like that's Ninja Scroll. Do you just do you just not like like fun action movies? Like is that, <laughs> that what it is? Because that's basically what that, that is movie not is. A fun like it's a movie. '90s action movie that happens to be an anime. No, <laughs> like, no, that's not. No, no. Look, okay. All I know is this. Nothing. You all. All you know is absolutely nothing. Just don't make me question my life. I told you, don't do this to me in public. Yeah, you're embarrassing him in front of all of the internet peoples. All of them. Uh, if I wanted to embarrass him, we'd talk about Summer Wars. Oh, okay. <laughs> Shots fired. Shots fired. Eject. Eject. Okay. No, in all seriousness now, we are here to discuss J-Star's Victory Versus Plus, the game with three titles, as I like to call it. For a good reason, though, we have all played it for at least, what, two weeks now, almost? All three of us got our hands on the game. And we've played against each other. Um, Colton is definitely the best player here, so mm. we'll be yeah, we'll be hearing a lot from Colton because there was this one time when by himself Colton kept juggling both of our characters in this infinite combo. Is that how it went, Chris? I can't remember. I I remember it being the other way around. I remember us tag teaming and just holding him down and just beating the ever loving shit out of him, and it was quite amusing. Oh, okay. Although I remember pressing L2 and Ichigo kept showing up. That's all I remember. Yeah, what what most people don't know about me is that I, I, I don't play a lot of games, but I like to play games, but I also kind of suck at games, so that's, that's a weird kind of conundrum that I have to live with every day of my life. It's kind of like being married. Yeah. Um, for, for those who don't know, Jay stars, um, I just call it the PlayStation Jump game, combines over... 40 years worth of characters from the Shonen Jump mythos. So you'll have characters, you know, ranging from the big three, like Naruto, Bleach, One Piece, uh, fighting with other characters from, like, as early on as, like, Lucky Man. Like, like, uh, like Kochikame. Dang it, that's what I was going to say, too. Yeah, Kochikame in particular. It's not your traditional Street Fighter 2 type fighting game. It's not uh, two-dimensional it's more of an open arena like if you played any of the dragon ball z games on the playstation 3 it was a lock-on combo lock-on combo lock-on combo super you know that's the kind of you always are pressing the lock-on button and you're kind of swapping between the two characters because they leave such a gap of invincibility we'll get into the game mechanics a little bit here um but it's a lot like the the tenkaichi budokai tenkaichi games um that as as hitch previously mentioned colton one thing i want to know i think you're the only one here who's played these the pirate warrior um one piece games how do those stack up because i thought that was a similar dynamic it's just like the no the, those games are really really different because they're more of a dynasty warriors clone um, yeah you're 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 literally just running around beating the crap out of people and that's yeah, yeah. It, it's one person it, it's like one against a thousand person army um, that's kind of like the idea of those Dynasty Warrior games. The Pirate Warrior games, in comparison, feel a lot more like beat 'em ups, I guess. I I, I know you're. I th I think at this point, because I know you're kind of catching up on One Piece. I think at this moment you're at the Fishman Island arc still. Yeah, actually, just today I finished up volume sixty-five. I just finished volume sixty-five. So Hoodie was just defeated. Luffy. Um, I just learned the name of that act, that move he does in the game where he uh, goes armament hockey and totally like pummels everybody. It's uh, it's called the gum gum elephant gun 
or uh, Gatling mm-hmm, Northern Gun. Yeah. So uh, he just finally unveiled that punching Noah's Ark. Yes, that is a thing. Which, um, which, uh, so. not to go off too off topic, but if there's anything you know good about Fishman Island, that's the, that's one of the few things good about Fishman Island that I really liked. But well, finally getting to see everybody fight—that was a great thing. I mean, like Fishman Island is such a weak arc; it's not even funny. Like it's it's so convoluted and doesn't need half of the content that's in there. To be hundred percent honest with you, I know CJ is catching up, so I want to be very careful about what I say. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I just uh, got volumes forty five through forty eight uh, registered through the library, so um, I'm at the end of the CP nine. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I'm at the end of that arc. They just rescued Robin. Yeah, I I t- I, I told you, Josh. What did I tell you? I warned you ahead of time. But no, but um, but Pirate Warriors two in terms of where it's at in the story, I think it, it it's it kind of sort of takes place, uh, where the next arc after Fishman Island takes place. But it's but it's it, it's good because it um unlike Pirate uh, the first Pirate Warriors where it where it kind of goes through a lot of the original story of One Piece, Pirate Warriors two, for the most part has its own complete or has its own original story. So you could play that and not be spoiled on future manga events, which is which is good. Oh, okay, great. First, let's talk about how the game feels, I guess. For me, I was expecting a little bit more when I first dug into the game. I bought it. I got it the day on release or whatnot through Amazon. Um, I was a little hesitant on two-player because I saw what they had done. They split the screen, but it's not just a split screen. It's like... They minimalize the screen to the size of like a YouTube video. Oh yeah, video. I, I don't and like that. And then they put the HUD. Yeah, they put the the HUD around it, and I was like, okay, it works, but it doesn't it doesn't feel as immersive as when you're playing against a, another living being on the full full screen. You know what I'm saying? With a game like this, it's going to be really frustrating to get like two people in the same room playing this game and have it like be full screen like you can online. The thing that's frustrating for me when it comes to the way it looks when it comes to multiplayer is that they cut it in such a way where you could fit four screens on, you know, you could fit four players on the screen, but you only ever get two and it only supports up to two at any given moment with a, a local area play. So that's kind of the thing that frustrates me because even with the Budokai Tenkaichi games, those are raging blast, you know, that line of video games that we referred to earlier has a, a a working split screen that's that's viable yeah because sometimes even even when you're fighting full screen depending on uh depending on what's going on or you know what stage you're playing on it, things can get really really chaotic really fast yeah because um one of the downsides to this game in particular is that because uh, the idea is that you want it to be two on two and uh you want like two sets of characters fighting their own battle while you have two sets of characters running over fighting each other. So like you have two separate battles going on in the same map. But what will happen every now and then is uh, the computer will decide to not do that and will go ahead and decide to ta- you know like join together and fight one of your opponents, sometimes yourself. And at that point, when you and have then, two, and then of course your ally doesn't help. Yeah, because when you have two people going against one person. Um, the defense mechanics in the game are not the best, and because of that, uh, you can... Like, you'll be blocking against the guy in front of you, and then another person will come up from behind you and just start pummeling you, and at that point, you get kind of caught up in this combo, and uh, 
that that gets really frustrating really quick with how easy you can get you can gang up on somebody with this game the biggest problem is those those area of effect attacks like kenshiro or jotaro you know when they have the or even luffy you know when they have it's a a semi-wide area in front of them where they hit like such you know but they cover the whole area when they're punching or kicking or whatever it may be and so when you get two characters who are like that you know or someone who can grab somebody like for example multiple times um or someone who can constantly uh, um, free somebody, like Killua, what ends up happening is the way the combat works is that there's a crumple state and then there's a down state. You can still be hit for a certain amount of time when you're on the ground, but when you get back up, you have like this this stint of invincibility, which lasts for a, what I felt was... It's some in some cases too long, but given the fact that if two characters gang up on you and get this uber combo on you, that's sometimes the only way you can recover the match is because you have enough time to regroup and recalibrate and kind of chase them off you, you know what I'm saying? Well, um, because this game kind of integrates this mechanic that's been kind of popular with a lot of these kind of 3D fighting games, is that it has very much a rock, paper, scissors kind of effect with its attack. Uh, With this one, it's either block, light attack, or shield smash. And the way that it goes is like a block will... Uh, a block will uh, block a light attack. A heavy attack can be taken up by a light attack, and a block can be taken up by a heavy attack. So um, it wants you to integrate that into the combat, but part of the problem is that the heavy attacks take so long to charge with a lot of the characters that sometimes it's just best to just you know spam the light attack more than you know take the risk of charging up a heavy attack and then get caught up with getting uh, locked into a combo with another character. So that's uh, something else with that game and with its fighting mechanics. Any special, any super requires you to spend from that stamina bar, whether it's sidestepping or super dashing or anything like that. You know, it requires stamina. But the thing is, blocking also drains from that stamina and certain attacks drain more stamina. So you can block, but only for so long. But the flip side is you can launch an unsuccessful combo. That is, you can do a whole entire combo and it's entirely blocked. It does no damage, but it will drain enough stamina that when your opponent goes to fight back, they don't have anything to fight back with. So the thing is, yeah, you'll get punished, but the combo will only go so far because they don't have the stamina to make it a super combo and link it with all these different things. So in that regard, it works. I do like the stamina media in this game. That is one thing that I do think really works for this game because every character has... Uh, a different way of how their stamina meter works. Like, if you're playing as Kenshiro from Fist of the North Star, um, his attacks are very close range, as you can imagine. He doesn't have long-distance attacks like Goku or um, Setsuda from uh, Reborn. Um, and because of that, uh, Kenshiro's charging mechanics for getting his, uh, like his stamina meter up is really, really quick. So you don't have to spend all this time charging. Well, if you're playing as somebody like Goku, he'll take forever to charge up. And because of that, if you're not careful, if you're you know caught up in charging your attack, that can leave you open for other people to come in and just kind of wail on you. And um, so there is kind of that back and forth. And um, like another character uh, with their uh, power meters is like uh, the police officer character i keep forgetting what his name is if someone wants to uh, out with that one uh ryotsu 
uh, with Ryotsu. He, um, because he doesn't really have uh, powers, uh, he's, like, his general recharge is pretty quick as well. Actually, something I really wanted to bring up, uh, I I personally really like how, um, like, I really feel like each character in the roster plays differently. Like, I, uh, I know we were kind of comparing the game to sort of, like, uh, to uh, the Budokai Tenkaichi series a little earlier, uh, when it comes to, like, say, Budokai Tenkaichi 3, where, you know, that game in particular has, I think at least over 150 characters if somewhere around that uh, someone can correct me if i'm wrong but you know that that game has so many characters which is great but you know for the most part they all have the same move set for for the most part exactly yeah but what what i really like about this game is that you like each character has a has that basic move set of strong attack, weak attacks, uh, different guard attacks, whatever, but they all have these particular uh, sort of super moves or moves that kind of take up the stamina ga- uh, gauge or whatever that uh, th- th- they all have their different moves and how you use them, or I guess different inputs, I guess, uh, which is something I really particularly liked about this game because uh, each character uses up uh, their stamina sort of differently. Like, uh, I guess what I mean by that is each character has kind of their own different button combinations depending on because obviously each character has their own different unique abilities like say with uh, Gon from Hunter Hunter um, he has this neat little he has his little uh, Jaja Ken uh, little move where he kind of uh, throws back his fist to charge up and the whole idea behind that move is it's sort of like a rock paper scissors thing where um, he'll charge up his attack and you won't see what attack is coming until he brings it out and you and you have different button combinations that depending on what you press will uh will use a different move uh because that's just the nature of his attack and it's it's little details like that that really make me appreciate a lot of the uh different characters in this game and what they can do yeah when it comes to um how the characters control it's a lot like super smash brothers where the input is basically kind of going to be the same the majority of the time but how the attacks work for each character is going to be a bit different like um they kind of talk about like the different types of range attacks that you can have with uh, saint Seiya, uh with his long distance range attack he'll pretty much like launch himself like a comet towards the other player and uh what that will do is that if you land that blow it can be a pretty devastating hit towards the other player but if you miss it completely leaves you open to attack well if you're playing like someone like goku uh, from dragon ball z and you do a kamikamiha you stay stationary from where you're at but what i really enjoy and i think what you guys are touching on is that each character plays the same way they did in their respective manga. Like, again, to use the, the comparison, you know, Seiya launches himself across the screen, which can be, again, devastating. It could completely leave you open. Goku shoots a more traditional projectile, where Yusuke, he can sit there and, like, I can press in a direction and shoot, and I'm still moving. So I have multi, uh, mobile per, um, uh, mobile projectiles, you know, something like that. Each character really has their own distinct feel that is very akin to their manga counterpart. You know, it's, it's not like it's not like they made a fighting game, they made t- character types, and then said, okay, this one's going to be Goku. This one, No, they said, Goku can do this. 
how do we make what Goku does comparable to what Kenshiro does? And how do we make that comparable to someone like Kuro-sensei or, um, I'm trying to think of a more, a, a lesser powerful character that's in the game, you know, someone like Gintoki. You know, Gintoki doesn't have any special abilities per se, but the thing is, this is a fighting game where everything needs to be somewhat balanced in order to, you know, even the playing field so everybody can play. You know, I don't want the... No one wants their favorite character to be weaker than the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, Actually, speaking of the roster, how do we all feel about the roster in general? Because I, cause I, I think me and Josh kind of talked about this off mic a little bit uh before but well with this game in particular like this one is really all about the roster uh because more than gameplay more than the single player campaign which i guess we can talk about later if you want to it's not very good but um because i think i'm the only person that's played through the single camp player campaign but yeah with this game it is pretty much all about the roster and uh, as big as a section of the anime fandom that is you know shout and jump there is this huge catalog of characters that you can pull from. And of course, you know, you're not always going to get your favorite character. Like, um, I was asking, uh, not the name drop or anything like that, but like I was talking to Prof from uh, the D2 Brigade, um, you know, asking him if he was going to get the game and, you know, what he was going to do with it. And he said he wasn't going to get the game because the boss or ranking characters weren't in the game, which I was just like, okay, fine. But wait, 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 wait a second. <laughs> wait a second. The guy who made the guy who made Runa Kenshin his least successful work besides maybe like Gunblaze West or whatever crap that stupid thing was called. Um, he's picking it up because a lesser known jump title well, wasn't okay, in there. Okay. Bowser Rankin is like one of his favorite series of all time and stuff like but that it's, but it, it's it look, not even that look, good I, I, I don't judge you for your shitty taste in anime you don't judge me for my <laughs> yes, shitty you taste you in totally, anime you totally i mean like me look on. i am kind of judging you a little bit for not liking ninja scrolls but you know i'm not gonna hold it against you and i don't think like that's completely fair again like everyone has their own thing with prof because those characters weren't in the game he wasn't really interested in picking it up again like that's his point and i think he is missing out a little bit but you know it, it you know that that can be a huge deciding factor for a lot of people with this game like for me like i really love black cat black cat is one of my absolute favorite shonen jump mangas out there and none of those characters are in this game and that really really sucks but <laughs> you know again like there are still other characters that i like in this game so i picked it up but i i can't understand that mindset but just like oh my favorite character is not in this game well then screw it so that can have this effect with that game, and that is something that is a little uh, unfair, but with the type of you know, genre of the fandom that this is, that's very understandable for people having that mindset. I personally, I I enjoy the roster, and I think it's as good as it's going to be. Like, I, I don't think there are any plans for for any more characters to be added to the game unfortunately at the time of this recording you never know something could change just out of the blue oh hey we're gonna add dio to the game or oh something my god i would that. spend I so know. much money on dio <laughs> like... i as, as as much as i hate dlc I, I would buy i would buy dio but so wait a second is that i think that's the one thing that everyone is going to be talking about this game the fact that dio dio brando is not in this well they have joe star because that's kind of the really confusing thing is that you know they have joe star and they have one of the other things i'm not that familiar with the bizarre adventure series they um, yeah they they have they have both jonathan and uh joseph only okay. but because the weird thing is that with 
like the Bleach characters. You'll have Inchigo, but they'll also have Aizen, who is like the big villain from that series. And you'll have that with a lot of these characters where, you know, like you'll have the main and then you'll have one of the big villains. And it's weird that you have like this really huge iconic character like Dio, who is kind of an internet meme in and of himself at this point, And he's not in this game. And it's you know, really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like they'll bring in like um, one of the guys from uh, Yu Yu Hakusho, uh, the young uh, guy with the sunglasses, really muscular guy. Toguro. But anyway, like, you'll have that character, who is, you know, he is a cool character, but at the same time, I just, like, you know, if you're gonna have him in the game, why don't you have Dio? And, like, you'll, you'll kind of end up with those conversations a lot with this game. And it's it's really weird, because I think we should point out that um, it, it has been confirmed that uh, there is data for Jotaro and Dio in the game, but it's it's not complete, like, which which I find really, really weird. But we came this close, this close, and you can't see it, but I'm holding my fingers very close together. You, you came this close to getting Dio, and I'm not a huge JoJo fan. But here's the thing. This game, the way the roster is set up, you have either, like, two options when it comes to the, the manga series selected. Either you get the main character, and that's it, or you get the main character and the villain. And you usually have, you know, in threes. It's almost always a, a, a three group of characters, for example, like you know mention bleach you have ichigo the main character you have aizen the main villain and then in this case rukia is a support character but dragon ball z you have you know goku vegeta and frieza or if you go to well one piece is also an exception because one piece has four characters you have um luffy you have ace you have um boa hancock you know and then akainu which i suppose for some reason is the main villain which that's actually another roster decision i would have changed i would have changed completely how uh the one piece lineup is i would have not included ace i know ace is a japanese favorite and that's why he was in there i totally get that and so you know no amount of my my crying or whining will change that i get it i would have had luffy zoro or even brooke i would have settled with brooke i would have preferred zoro because he's a favorite of mine but then again personal taste boa hancock i would have kept because she's the only female character in one piece that can legitimately function in a fighting game if you try and do well i mean since you brought it up i mean like there's really only two female characters in this game so if you're looking for like diversity among the sexes you're not going to find it here but then again this is shonen jump exactly (laughs) this is shonen jump i mean we had three choices we had nami we had um robin and then we had boa i mean like out of out of them which one would you rather design as a developer nami would be a pain in the butt because any of her moves are going to feel gimmicky. Well, I, I think she would have been more of a range attack kind of person, like, um, you know, being able to set up traps, um, you know, like, you know, certain, like, landmine kind of character who that could have been really interesting. I would have liked to have seen Chopper. Um, I think Chopper would have been a really fun character. Um, or even Sanji. Um, or Usopp. Uh, and, like, to kind of get into the single-player campaign, like, the really frustrating thing is, like, those characters are in the single-player campaign as, like, characters in the story, but they have all jack shit to do with the actual story. Like, you just, like, oh, Usopp's in a giant balloon for some reason over a volcano, and basically when you talk to him, he pretty much just <laughs> says hi. You know? <laughs> like, that's... 
<laughs> or or whenever whenever uh whenever you ask him to come along, he'll do a shtick where he's like, "Oh no, I have this. I can't go anywhere, Itis. I'm I can't go. Sorry." Which to be you know like that that is kind of funny and humorous and stuff like that. But at the same time, like that's that could have been like a really fun character to play as and whatnot. Like he could have been like that range character who only does like weak weak amount of damage. You know, like he's not like an overpowered kind of long distance character. You know. My major just, complaint was yeah. with with majorly the villain. Like I can understand the rest of the characters for One Piece, but Akainu, when you have Arlong, Dong freaking Krieg would have been great in this game. The way the game functions, Dong Krieg would have been great. Um, I'm surprised they didn't do Crocodile. Crocodile would have been amazing in this game. Amazing. He would have had. You could have had a teleport character. We don't have a teleport character in this game. Oh, um, actually, that's that's not true. You have um, you have Psyche from uh. I can't remember what the name of his oh, manga is. Oh yeah, that's yeah, right. He, he he plays really really differently from everybody else. Like he's more of a defensive kind of character who prefers to do uh, like counterattacks and whatnot. Um, I think he's probably the most technical character in the but, game. But like Crocodile could have been a lesser technical version of him. You know, like give him just a teleport and give him like some punishing close combos and give him the ability to teleport and give him like no range. Like imagine if you cross Psyche with with um with uh kenshiro and that could have been crocodile pretty easily you know what i'm saying oh i was just gonna say i i do agree i think it's kind of it's it, it's a weird choice to have akainu in the roster um well he, he killed ace i mean yeah spoilers god damn yeah <laughs> thanks for spoiling that josh uh, yeah i haven't gotten to that point thank you but you totally knew you totally <laughs> yeah knew. because you spoiled it when we were talking about when we were playing the game for the first time jerk <laughs> Oh, oh my you God. didn't know? I thought everyone knew. No, no, I didn't know. <laughs> well, oh. well, to, to, to get back to my point, uh, One Piece has such an array of different villains that they could have chose from, and it, I really would have preferred somebody else. I like Personally, I would have preferred maybe Eneru over Akainu, but uh, Crocodile would have been a nice choice too. Um, but uh, I actually wanted to talk about the rosters a little bit more, because... I, I talked about it with the both of you, um, and I'm surprised we haven't brought this up yet, because uh, this isn't the first jump fighting game in existence, because before this, there was uh, Jump Ultimate Stars for the DS, and then I think even before that, there was Jump Superstars also for the DS, I believe. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm kind of surprised uh, when I compare the roster to Jump Ultimate Stars to the roster in J-Stars, uh, like I, it's weird. I felt I feel like the roster for Ultimate Stars is a feels a lot more complete. And when I look back, and you know, every when I go back to playing that every once in a while, I never feel like, oh man, I really wish they included this character or this. Like usually, I feel pretty satisfied with the roster because, but I mean to be fair, uh, Jump Ultimate Stars in particular uh, is representing. Uh, a, a plethora more of titles than uh, J Stars is, which is unfortunate because there are. Oh, that that's kind of the my only gripe with J Stars is that uh, J Stars's roster for me doesn't feel as complete, and I feel like certain characters that ended up as support characters should have been playable. Because, like for example, um, Nero from uh, Supernatural Detective Nero. Uh, who, by the way, is also authored by the guy who did Assassination Classroom. Just a little trivia for you there. Uh, 
Uh, he is a support character in J-Stars, which is weird because he was playable in Jump Ultimate Stars. Um, so when I saw him first announced for this game, I was really excited, but then I was disappointed to see that he was a support character. Um, so I wish characters like that who were playable in Jump Ultimate Stars maybe could have been also playable in this. Uh, but but that's just me. O- overall, though, I... I, I still like the I still like the rosters in J Stars a lot though though I I would have preferred the same kind of roster we got with Jump Ultimate Stars just like just like I said again it feels a lot more complete but still that's just me no and I totally agree but the problem is with J Ultimate Stars that game was com- like perfect it only missed maybe two or three manga that were substantial at the time of, of its release like i know city hunter wasn't in there and i actually i'm not a huge fan of city hunter but i know it was a big deal like there were a couple series that i understand why they didn't include it but i'm kind of disappointed that they didn't because they had the option you know the same i understand now that it's 3D it's PS3 you know the data requirements are different than just making a sprite mm-hmm. sheet you know what i'm saying but like I think that would be a good topic maybe we can move into sooner or later here about who we would have included from what series. Chris, you had something you were saying. To kind of get into the uh, the roster a little bit, one thing that we haven't really been talking about is the support characters. And in terms of the roster, you touched on it a little bit, Colton, where um, some of the characters in the game really kind of feel like either they should have been left out completely or they should have been main characters that you got to play as. Um, like, um, I'm not uh, like really 100% familiar with uh, Jintama. I, I know that's really blasphemous, considering I have a person who does a podcast in the series. But like, um, uh, Sanaharu and Kagura, like, they're they're fun support characters. But at the same time, I would have loved to. Have, those characters have been like main playable characters like you know just uh kagura riding around on a giant dog just fighting goku like that would have been awesome you know (laughs) yeah and and again she she's another example of a character that was playable in jump ultimate stars but is unfortunately just a support character in j stars right and that would have given you like another female character to play as um but uh but then you also have characters like skit dan and we're just like, why the why the hell is Skit Dan even in this game? Like, granted, I'm not a I'm not a fan of that series. If anyone remembers my uh, um, season impressions episode on that one, I was really really hard oh, on that man. anime. But oh yeah. man, you you and you and I are going to disagree so much because I because I I am a very big fan of Skit Dance, but uh, but it also helps that there's the Gintama connection there um, in one way or another. Um, but I mean, I I don't know personally. I I really like that addition out of all of the support characters. Uh, they might actually be one of my favorite support uh, characters to use. Um, I mean, everybody else I don't really care about too much. Like I, I like using Kagura a lot. Uh, I guess I like using Rukia too because uh, you know she she literally freezes the opponents and it gives you a chance to kind of land a couple of hits in there because you know they're frozen. Right. That was one thing I really did enjoy about this game, though. Being 3D, there's only so much you can do. You're, you're really facing a lot of limitations. Like, I'm a big Nisekoi fan. I really like Chitoge. And I was excited to see Chitoge was in the game. I was a tad disappointed that she's a support character. But the way that they, they you know, they use the support characters is really good because 
any character can be a support character, but not every character can be a main character, uh, a main playable character. What I mean by that is when you put a main playable character as a support, you choose which of their supers are, um, occurs whenever you summon them, right? And then there's a cooldown time. So like Chitoge, you place her, there's an area that you enter. If you enter the area, she instantly appears next to you and slaps you, does some damage, sends you flying, and locks your support for like 30 seconds, which is a big deal because half of these cool down in like 15 or 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like... It, I felt like it was a good way to address some of the lower powered. Like, obviously, it's difficult, extremely difficult to have Chitoge play in a game with Goku. Not that it can't be done. I mean, I mean, obviously, if you can put characters from Kochikame in with Dragon Ball, you can make it work. You know, joke characters will always have a way to function around superpower characters, especially in a in a jump type universe. Well, yeah, because like you'll have the characters from uh, uh, Doctor Slum and uh, the main robot girl whose name is completely escaped me ariel is that her name uh arale arale Arale. Uh, and she plays really great like she is a really fun character to play as um and i think she also has like the best ultimate attack in the game too (laughs) yes 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 so like yeah like what you're saying like those joke characters can work really well in this game and um there are a couple other characters in the uh support team roster that or just like, man, I really kind of would have liked to have seen them a bit more um, in terms of, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I would have thought it would have been amusing to see um, the basketball dude as a main character. Like, that would have been kind of Kuriko? funny. <laughs> no, I I, well, that... I I think he's talking about um, Sakuragi from uh, Slam Dunk. From... Okay, yeah, yeah, because I was about to say, like, I'm surprised they included Kuroko. You know, I get it. It's a popular show now. But the flip side is, like, that would have been... They missed out on a great opportunity. So one thing I want to mention is the way these characters interact. Because even though they're in a game, it's not like they stick to their own universe and that's that. Like, for example, when you have Goku and um, Gintoki on a team, Gintoki's like, Hi, my name is Goku. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And then Shinpachi yells off screen. And then Goku's like, wait a second, I thought I was Goku or whatever. And then Shinpachi's like, whoa, he took it as serious, you know, that sort of thing. So, like, Gintama easily transfers over to to um, Dragon Ball Z. Um, another thing is, like, Ichigo and Yusuke went on a team. Yusuke has a line where he's like, you know, spirit detectives and soul reapers, we should stick together. You know, so they actually interact with each other in a very interesting way. And I think that was a missed opportunity on the behalf of this game for like exactly that slam dunk, you know, that would have been great. I could totally see his entire move set. You know, you could easily give him, um, there was a game, a 2d fighting game for the PS3 called fighting climax. It had a lot of light novel, um, characters all added in there. And one of the characters had the ability she, you know, kind of was on a basketball team or whatever, I forget. But the generality of it was whenever she attacked somebody, she would turn them into the ball. And I think in this game, that would have worked out really, really well. You can maybe one of your, sp- your super moves as you walk up and you literally grab somebody, push them, condense them into a ball and boom, make a slam dunk and it does like a ton of damage. Or I could totally see, you know, having your rush attack or your, um, your super dash be like a dribble, you know what I'm saying? Versus a regular, I mean, stuff like that, little things would have made this game push it over the top into greatness. Or like uh, um, characters from my shield 21. That would have been fun too. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. uh, again, characters that you can use as support in 
and um, Jump Ultimate Stars, which are po- personally my favorite supports to use. Um, unfortunately, weren't included in this game, but that would have been really great, especially... Uh, I mean, I would have been fine as long as, you know, at least... If you at no, least gave me that, Hiruma, saying, like, I, like I would have been totally Yugi fine. I would have been there. like, you know, screw you know, all those other characters. Just give me Hiruma. He was like the best part of that show. Why couldn't or we that do manga, the whatever. thing? Like, for example, we, we mentioned Brawl, and I, I mentioned this before I kind of proposed the idea. Why didn't we have a Yugi Kaiba combo character and make him function like Ice Climber? Like... Why 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 do we not do that? Well, well I can well, I can no, see but... why they didn't add Yugi because in when you think of that character you don't necessarily think of Yugi going around punching people. Um you more or less think of him as like a summoner and like how he would like summon other characters to his side. So like if it was like um yeah, like, like Pokemon if you had like Yugi Brawl, use the you know, dark you can swap between Celtic Guardian, like, uh, um, you like know, you know, Joe uses maybe his stand, skull, you know, like you could have had a character between like that, and that would have been fun. Blah 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 blah. And maybe what happens yeah. is you have to swap between them because your stamina gauge is constantly draining, and so you press the guard um, circle to charge as to swap your character. They all have different move sets, right. um, and then maybe you only they all have the same specials where they all interact together to do like their their super move or so, i mean like something like that or even yugi as a support character he jumps on screen and tosses a trap card in it in a, you know like mirror force oh dang it bounces back you know what i'm saying like that would have been great Oh my gosh, that would be broken. Yeah, that'd be great. Well, uh, like you could also have done like reborn the monster and it heals one of your KOs. Like you know that could have been something else. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Um, well, actually, like uh, the character I was just thinking of would have been like completely and totally broken. Would have been Light from uh, Death Note. <laughs> like, <laughs> as a support character, he just comes on, writes a character's name, and you gain a KO. <laughs> like, both of those ideas in context would have worked great. Like, Reborn a Monster, Rehealing a KO versus Light, you just give them a super long cool time. So, basically, you're guaranteed one KO because you chose Light, but he's out of commission for the rest of the battle. You know what I'm saying? That that would have been great. I would have liked that. Um, but, uh, I guess... Uh, I, I can't talk. Uh, who, who... Do you guys have a particular character that you liked using a lot? Because, personally, I... Obviously, me being the the Gintama guy out of the three of us here, I I personally loved you. I love using Gin, um, but I, I real I'm starting to realize the more I play with him, how he's not really as strong as I'd like him to be. Like it's it's really hard to do a lot of damage against a lot of these characters. Like like when I'm fighting against characters such as uh, uh, Hiei or uh, Ichigo, where they can. You know, they could trap me with their multiple uh, cutting blade attacks or whatever, and they just kind of stick me there, and I'm just stuck taking all this damage. When uh, Gintoki, at most, I can get him with a couple sword whacks and then a Kamehameha, because, you know, that's cause that's the joke. He could steal other attacks, but, um, I mean, personally, as, uh, as effective as, uh, as I'm starting to realize he isn't, uh, Gintoki has a lot of different moves that, you know, me being a fan of Gintama, I can point out and be like, oh my god, he's doing that thing that he did in that one chapter or whatever, and, like, there are a lot of really nice in-jokes in there with Gintoki's moveset that I can really appreciate being a fan, um, 
But, uh, I mean, I guess other characters that are a little more effective that I like using personally would be... Like, I actually like using Ace a lot, because uh, I like a lot of his uh, ranged attacks. Like, what, when you land a fireball on somebody from up in the air, it feels good. Because th- that's a really powerful attack, too. Um, and I guess uh, Hancock and Seiya are two other characters that I really like using, too. That I guess those are my kind of top five if we if we wanted to go down that road. Um, in, in terms for me, like, um, I kind of had the similar thing where I really wanted to, like, main Kenshiro from Fist of North Star because, you know, I, I love Fist of North Star. And, you know, when I found out that, you know, he is at a major disadvantage because he doesn't have range attacks in this game, like, it, I found that he was, you know, really surprisingly difficult to play as. Um, and the character I ended up drawing towards the most was actually, uh, Tetsuna and Reborn, uh, which is weird because, like, I've never read that manga, and yet, you know, uh, he, I came across him in the story mode and was just like, wow, his character actually kicks a lot of ass, and I kind of mained with him because, uh, he's got this move where it's a rush attack that enters into this kind of, like, long combo, uh, that can do a lot of damage, and it's one of those, you know, it's kind of a high-risk, high-reward kind of thing, because, you know, it can take a little bit for it to charge, and you can get hit that way, but when it lands, it's so satisfying, and it does so much damage, and just, it's just, again, like, it's one of those characters where it's just a lot of fun to play as for me, and, uh, he's also got a pretty awesome counterattack, um, his R1, uh, circle attack, uh, where if somebody attacks you and, you know, he kind of turns it around. But I really like playing as him. Uh, Saya is another character I really enjoy playing as. Um, I like the police officer character. Um, again, like, and, like, in terms of this game, like, um, to kind of get off topic and come back real quick, one thing I think is really cool about this game is that it can activate as a little bit of a gateway drug for a lot of these series. Um so, like, for me, like, I, I kind of want to check out Reborn now because I really like that character and playing as him, and I, I'm kind of interested in the story to see where he comes from and everything else. So that's really cool. But then when it comes to this police officer character, he doesn't even have freaking scramlations from his series out over here. And, like, that really sucks because, like, I really kind of enjoy those characters, uh, especially when they come up in the main storyline. I'm just like, that looks like a really funny series. I'd really like to see more of it. But unfortunately, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. But uh... yeah, don't don't, e- don't even get me started. I I I like playing this game. Really makes me want to check out just a, a lot of these. Like I think the two I probably want to check out the most would probably be Saint Seiya and um, Otokojuku. Um, probably actually also Hell Teacher Nube. Uh, seems like a pretty fun one too. Um, it does act as a as a great gateway drug. I will definitely admit that. But. I hate to be the a-hole in the room because I felt like still there wasn't enough characters to really, really enjoy. Like, for example, um, I realize we're not going to get Cat's Eye in City Hunter. Not that I'm a huge... I mean, like, I'll be 100% honest. I'm not a huge fan of Cat's Eye or City Hunter. Those are two shows I would really like to check out, really like to read. But the thing is, like, you kind of have limited availability over here. Um, So I understand they didn't put it in the show or they didn't put it in the game that makes sense but something like for example that people are familiar with like shaman king i'm not a huge shaman king fan but i feel like they should have had a presence for shaman king i mean chris i or hitch i know you joked about it but i think it would have been a great support to have machine z in there yeah. i, I, I was <laughs> do, gonna bring that up like I, I love machine z 
And, like, yeah, it's a giant robot, but, you know, screw it. Have him be a support character and just have, like, his giant fist attack somebody, you know? <laughs> like, exactly. Like, but the thing is, like, there was so much option for this game to really explore things. Like, for example, Aizu, not not in here. You know, those characters, again, like, or Cobra. Um, Cobra could have been in here, or even some of the uh, the Captain Tsubasa guys or from Whistle. You know, there, there were some really heavy-hitting series that they really missed out on. Um, Blackjack, or not Blackjack, sorry, Black Cat. Yeah. Black Cat was one of those, you know, I Shield 21 especially, soft spot in my heart, you know. I mean, I can I can literally go through the list of jump characters or jump series and say, like, why was this not in here? Why, like, Bakuman. We all freaking love Bakuman. And, uh, which, which, by the way, Josh, uh, I just want to point out, it's funny that you bring up Shaman King, because I think there's also incomplete data for Yo, the main character in this game as well. Let, let's go back to the opening video real quick, because that, that is really awesome, because uh, I'm not sure if you guys may have picked up on this or not, but, uh, uh, because... Oh, the song? Yeah, the, the song is great. Yeah. Like, uh, the, the song and the video, uh... But like I I never skip it. Like I can't bring myself to skip it. Every time I put on the game, I'm like, man, I I can't like I I literally cannot press the start button to skip it because it's it like it's so exciting and it makes it it gets me pumped up to play the game and all that junk. But uh, I think we should really point out that uh the the song that they use for that game uh is uh they got a lot of really awesome uh. Uh, uh, vocalist for that song. First off, you have Hironobu Kageyama himself. You know the one mm -hmm. responsible for Chala Hechala. And then, um, then you have Hiroshi Kitadani, who is responsible for We Are, the uh, theme for One Piece. And then um, you also have, uh, last but not least, uh, Akira Kushida, who um, is responsible for the uh, main theme for the Toriko anime. And I think he also has a couple like Tokus uh, uh, Kinikuman. Yeah. Oh, did he? I didn't know that, actually. He did Kinikuman, I'm pretty sure. Um, let me look it up. Yes, he did Kinikuman. Mm, okay, that's. I didn't know that, actually. But I was also going to say, he. I. Uh, other than that, I think he's also... That's also, a, that's also a, a manga that should have been in this. But anyway, go ahead. I was going to say, other other than those two, I think all he's really done is a bunch of, like, tokusatsu stuff. But, uh, yeah, they got a they got a lot of really great uh, vocalists for, for that song, um, and I have to shout out though he did do the opening as I'm looking it up he did do the opening for Godanner that was oh ooh. dude really awesome <laughs> that was a great I, opening. I'm sorry I, I love Godanner <laughs> anyway but yeah you have the you have these freaking all stars yeah you you have pretty much like the the big three here of like anime theme song vocalists I guess I mean it's just it's it's really cool that they got these three together to do a song. The only guy I can think of that they might have needed more oomph from, I mean, I get it because he didn't actually kind of, uh, I mean, in terms of, of anime singing, would have been um, Isao Sasaki. He's the guy who did, you know, Space Battleship Yamato, uh, Gachaman, you know, that, that, those, that classic anime opening that was, you know, taking itself way too seriously. I mean, he, it would have been great to have him in there, but I mean, he didn't, I get they choose, you know, like right now the big three, because Naruto is out of the picture, Toriko um you know dragon ball and one piece are really what is pushing shonen jump right now even though dragon ball may be dead it's still alive maybe not in manga format i mean yes they have the new um the new dragon ball super manga but my my point is you know 
when you think of iconic jump it's hard not to think of those three naruto as much as it was great here in america didn't have the same effect as like toriko or one piece did over there let alone dragon ball yeah Na- Nar- so, i mean yeah naruto doesn't have it doesn't have like um, amongst its many anime themes it, it doesn't have that you know really well, iconic anime by theme. j-pop bands exactly yeah some anime will have their own theme and then the other ones have like j-pop themes yeah. And if you notice with We Are Chala Hechala, and I think it's like, what, Go Fight? Uh, no, it's not Go Fight. Uh, it's um, uh, Guts Guts. Guts Guts, okay. In Guts Guts, you know, like the three themes from each of these respective shows, they're all original themes. Yep. I mean, they are the sound of Shonen Jump, if Shonen Jump has one. I mean, manga doesn't necessarily have a soundtrack, but if you had to, to make one, it would have to include these guys. I mean, a nice piece of trivia for you, Hirenobu Kageyama is the guy who they chose to sing the Japanese version of Eye of the Tiger. Ooh, really? I can't find an audio clip of that. I need to contact somebody in Japan to give me that. <laughs> I know it for a fact that's, that's that it's him. So I, I want to hear Hirenobu Kageyama totally do the Chala Chala Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> I mean, but, re- really anything to get him to do more work, really. Yeah, I mean, like, and the thing is, you can't just have Jam Project do the opening because then it's just a Jam Project. But opening. but, but that, having but, these three guys, but but that but that would have been fucking awesome. It would have been great. Yes, I agree. But the thing is, like, Jam Project works for Jam Project. Jam Project at this point is kind of giant robot, giant robots in Tokusatsu. Yeah, this was not either. And they also did the uh, theme for uh, Car Toy Vanguard too, which was pretty awesome. Yeah, but the thing is, they they do less and less anime themes as you go on. They they perform anime themes. Don't get me wrong, and I freaking love Jam Project. But I think this was the perfect fit, and I think they put a lot of money into that uh, versus maybe kind of more detail. I mean, it's an original song for a game. I mean, like that's in and of itself is a, is a rarity a novelty and i'm not saying like oh you know every video game has a theme song don't get me wrong but this is like a song song you know like i can put this on an mp3 player and listen to it and pretend it's a normal song it'd be great mm-hmm. um and like you said that opening video the way they timed it just right you know it just it works really really well um before we go though i want to ask both of you honestly would you recommend this to non-jump fans? We'll start with you, Chris. Uh, would I recommend it to non-jump fans? Um, like as a game, is this game worth the fifty dollars for people who don't know anything about the properties, or maybe even if they only know like three properties? Um, that's actually kind of a difficult question because because uh, when you threw the fifty dollars in there, because um, honestly, like. I think I paid too much for this game. Um, but then again, that's just me being a horrifically stingy at this point in my life when how I spend money. But um, $40 or whatnot. But I mean, like, is this game worth paying for brand new? Uh, I think if you got this game during a sale, like if it was 30 bucks, I would recommend it to someone who's just like, oh, they only read Naruto. Well, you know, check this game out. It's got Naruto characters in it. They've got this whole entire story mode that you can play as Naruto as, where you get to introduce these other characters. And again, like, I think this game works really well as a gateway drug. So, yeah, would I recommend it to someone who is a not... Or someone who is just getting started out into anime and stuff like that and only knows one or two series completely. If they're not a fan of anime or just Japanese games in general not really because it like that is kind of a large hurdle that you have to get over because this game is very very japanese but um 
So, like, if it's someone who only plays, like, uh, Dragon Age or something like that, or, you know, they only want to play, like, the indie Thomas Was Alone kind of games, then, no, I wouldn't recommend it to them because they'd be like, oh, the gameplay sucks, and, like, this is nowhere near as good as Street Fighter Four Super Ultimate Arcade Edition. You know, like, you know, those people are just like, you know, I'm not going to recommend the game to you guys because you're not going to, you know, you're not going to enjoy what this game is, which is basically just getting to see a bunch of cool characters get to, you know, team up and play with each other. Um, so it would really kind of depend on who you're, uh, I'm talking to, to, to like the average Joe, I'm less, I'm less inclined to suggest the game to them, especially at full price. Um, but for someone who is just getting started out into anime, yes, I would recommend it. Cause I think, again, like I think this game works really well as a gateway drug. Okay. And uh, Colton, same question to you. What do you think? Um, I, I kind of agree with a lot of what um, Hitch said. I mean, I I would totally recommend this game for people who are into Jump and love Jump. And I mean, because like if you love Jump, like there, there's a lot for you here. And if you if you want to see Jump characters interact with each other, Again, like I mean, albeit like we were talking about earlier, it, like there, it's it's all static images and grunts and stuff, and that's kind of disappointing. But it's it's still fun to see them interact, nonetheless. And so, I would I would totally recommend this to jump fans. Though, if you're if you're any if you're anything like us, you know, even if you're especially if you're a jump fan, you you might feel a little disappointed in what could have been. I guess especially when we were talking about uh, the roster and stuff and, you know, who we would have really loved to see in this game and who we are really sad to see left out and yada, yada, yada. But I I would still recommend it for Jump fans totally. If you're not, they're not there might not be a lot for you here. Um, and uh, also, again, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm, I'm not really a big game guy, so I, I'm not really sure... Uh, I'm not really sure if you, if people would enjoy this game if they weren't into the mythos, honestly. So I'd have to say not. But but I also think like if if you're looking for another game to play with your friends, maybe like if 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 you have a group of friends like mine where we like to do almost nothing but play Tenkaichi three all the time still, uh, then maybe this game might be a good substitute if you're looking for something different and you. Uh, if you're looking for a good substitute to play with your friends or whatever. Um, but I think that's about it for me. If you're a jump fan, get this game or if you want to wait for it to, you know, drop in price a little bit, uh, I'd say that's probably a wise choice. Uh, but if you're not a jump fan, uh, I'd say you could, st you could still try it if you want, but I, I'd be wary cause there might not be a lot here for you if you're not already into the mythos. I think I think we're all coming to the same conclusion here. I think this is extremely character driven. If you like even maybe half, less than half. I mean, if you like at least three of these main series, I think you'll enjoy the game. But again, it comes down to that price point. I think if you're aware of this game and you're even thinking of buying it, like if that thought has crossed your mind, I, I just say do it. I don't think you'll be disappointed um, unless you're not playing it for multiplayer. If you if you this game hinges on the multiplayer, if you're not using it for that, then 
this game will never make its money back. This game is worth $50 in my opinion if you can get four friends together who are familiar, somewhat familiar with the series and and just play because last night or was it was it was it just last night or the night before we were playing I can't remember. Oh, when we three the were playing. Before. Yeah, we, we three we were playing just the mm-hmm. night, two nights ago, right? Yeah. yeah, I think so. I have never laughed so hard in like I can't even remember. Literally, there were so many laughs that happened because the game can be bullshit. It really can (laughs) be. Like some of the combos that happen, you just, you're left feeling unfair. You're left mashing the X button. Like, okay, we're going again. No, 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 we're going again. No, 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 we're going again. And you keep wanting to play because sometimes you feel cheated. But the thing is, the game is so lighthearted. It's not, you can still have fun and lose. You know what I'm saying? There were three of us playing, so what happens is two of them get paired up on a team and someone gets paired at the computer, and you didn't always win. And those games, when it's super tight, you're sitting there, your your butt is biting the couch. You know, like literally you're taking a chunk out of it. Your asshole could not take the clenching. That's how <laughs> awesome some of these matches are. I think if you get some good friends together, this game is worth the full price no matter what you pay for it. But that's just me. I paid it. I paid for an experience on multiplayer. I got that. I can complain about the roster, but the roster is complete enough for me to have characters I like to play. So I think all in all, I would buy it again if I had to. I don't know if I would gift this to somebody because it would be dangerous. You know, kind of like, well, this is a game that you could easily buy and never play again. But I, I'm just I'm, I'm laughing at your comment of like this game could be dangerous. Like. Just like it's like Grand Theft Auto Three, they'll go out into the streets and like punch rocks, you know. Like... <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, before you know it, you'll be summoning gum gum powers, and and you won't be able to swim. People. You'll just sink to the bottom, and it's horrible. It, you'll be fighting. Yeah. Well, I mean, like if you think about it, uh, Kochikame, all those characters are policemen, so this game does teach violence against the police. Yeah, oh, it does. Man. You are sure? Why not? And small children, because you do get the beat up. Uh, that girl from Doctor Slump. So, <laughs> oh, she she's a she's a robot. She's she's not still real. a small girl. I mean, if you show this to a conservative, they're gonna freak the fuck out. So it's <laughs> well, conservatives <laughs> gonna freak out when you freaking use like Medoka or uh, or Madoka rather, or freak. Um... Well, no, actually, they're gonna be like they're not speaking American. <laughs> that's that's all. Yeah, it. pretty much. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, um, any last thoughts? Um, I, I, I had fun with this game. I like it. Not as much as Jump Ultimate Stars, but I like it. Um, for, for me with Final Thoughts, uh, one thing I think we, we didn't really mention is that the online is relatively smooth. Um, I think we've only had one crash game so far between the three of us. Um, and so. While running it, Skype. Yeah, while running Skype, uh, because none of us want to use the voice chat option that's in the actual game. But um, but yeah, so in, in terms of that, it works really, really well. So, you know, if you're worried, like, uh, the servers are going to be slow and clunky and lag, like, I don't think any of us really experienced any lag or anything like that. So, Well, see, that's the wonderful thing yeah. is that only 13 people are really playing this game in America. <laughs> So like the servers are always open. Yeah, but but still, you know, that can be a major turnoff for a lot of people who play fighting games online is that, you know, they'd be like, oh, well, you know, like I love uh, Marvel versus Capcom three. Um, but, you know, you get online and, you know, it's just like, ah, it's just it's so laggy. You There's no way you can win. But um, 
but yeah, so, but yeah, aside from that, I think, you know, I think the game, there is a lot of fun to be had with the game, especially in terms of its multiplayer. Single player is really disappointing, and yes, that they could do a lot more with the roster, but um, as, in terms of this being the as the possible start of a series, I think it is very promising. I, I, I definitely want to see another game from this series, and I'm hoping that the you know the second game will be able to come out here. Um, and at the same time, like we were talking about a little earlier, but like I'm a really big fan of the Dynasty Warrior games, and I would really love to see like a Dynasty Warriors jump game that was like this, you know, where you had all these characters just going off and fighting a bunch of, you know, like an army. Like I think that would be really good too. Like I would love to see that as well. But uh but yeah, outside of that, you know, um, Josh is wrong about. Uh, uh, uh. No, see, no, no, see, see, I'm gonna edit that so that way, like, uh, uh, so that way, it just seems like I'm not wrong about anything. Well, I mean, it is your podcast; you can do that. Yeah, it, it is your podcast. You know, we all basically just suck your dick the entire time. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just. <laughs> and with that, gentlemen. Uh, where can we find you? Just one, one, one last quick plug. Um, plug your stuff. Where can we find you if we want more of you? Uh, well, if you want to find me, you could find me at uh, SniperKing323 on Twitter. That's S-N-I-P-E-R-K-I-N-G-323. And um, you never know. Hey, if you're, you know, I, I mentioned Gintama once or twice because of this game. Uh, if you're interested in Gintama at all and you want to listen to me talk about it more, you can. There's always Doctor's Podcast. Yeah, there's always Doctor's. Or you could you could listen to mine because I start from the beginning and working my way up with English releases. Uh, you can find that over at GintaLifeLessons.wordpress.com. That's Life Lessons, the Gintama Manga Cast. So I think that's about it for me. For me, um, you know, I'm uh, I've got a couple of life things going on right now, so I don't really have much in terms of like uh, articles that I I've been wanting to write. Um, but uh, I'm on Twitter, CJ Hitchcock. Uh, my website's DoubleZetaProductions.com. I still need to give that site a new fresh coat of paint and redesign and then whatnot. Um, Were I'm you hoping kidding? it looks like classic '90s. You know what? I'm going to take that as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to, you know, once I get, uh, like moving into a new apartment and everything else, you know, get that all settled away. Like I'll, I'm hoping to have more stuff come out for you soon. Um, but yeah, that's uh, pretty much it. And like another thing I think we should do is that since this is an online game, if you're interested in meeting us online for the PlayStation Network, um, I'm Chris the Dragon, um, which is capital C, capital T, capital D, um, that's my username, so if like you want to friend me and you want to play us on this game, I'm down for that. You know, meeting more people online. So if you guys want to throw out your usernames as well, you know. Uh, oh, oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you can. Um, it, it's my username is the same as my Twitter again, Sniper King three two three. If you want to friend me, maybe. And me, you have to find under actually a different name. I came up with the most clever acronym in the entire world, which is not an acronym. It's Gum Gum Saiyan. Um, I will take on any challengers despite being called Gum Gum Saiyan with Yusuke or Kenshin, who are neither Gum Gum nor Saiyans. And with that, I think that wraps up the review. Gentlemen, thank you for joining. Um, looking forward to having you on in the future. Glad to know anime is not dead, that is currently still alive in this game. No, that's good. That's good. I'm glad anime didn't die. That would have been, been, ba been bad if it died. I wouldn't have anything to watch. 
Would have been a nice inheritance, though. <laughs> that's that's going in as a stinger. Everybody needs some music. Music. So it's all in a dilemma. Boy, All right, last but certainly not least, we have the Oricon Top 10 for the week of July the 9th. So, without further ado, starting at number 10, we have Nevermind by Aoyama Saint. The first week on the chart, we have Mitsu 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 by Ayumi Kurikamaki. We have something special by Nicole. Nothing special Kimi to Boku no Mirai, Grand Blue Fantasy. Opening up, it's Ars Manga with Natsuni Kiss Shite I Desuka. My instant song EP by Mono Eyes. Number six, 
the top three, we have Evolution Eve by Quartet Knight. Flavor of Kiss by Triple And the number one for this week of July the 9th, Chumu Chumu by New. up our Oricon Top 10. Thank you everybody for taking the time to stop and listen. Once again, it's been a great episode. I always love having guests on. I do not like having to edit multiple time streams or multiple audio streams down into one, but it's always worth it. It's always worth it, no matter how impotent or how infidel they may act. Preaching the gospel of Ninja Scroll, I still love them. That being said, I think it's time to end the show. You can contact me a number of different ways. The primary being the Gmail account, which no one seems to know how to use. So what you need to do is you need to, you need to make an email, all right? And that email needs to go to the address of senpai coast to coast with the numeral two. Again, that's senpai coast to coast dot at gmail.com. Be sure to tell me how much you think Ninja Scroll should be honored and placed as a high piece of work. I want to hear that because uh, short of any silly argument, I'm still not swayed. You can also find me on Twitter at Josh underscore Dunham, D-U-N-H-A-M. You can always find this podcast on iTunes and Stitcher for your downloading convenience. But other than that, look for me. On the very same blog that started it all, senpaicoasttocoast.wordpress.com. And leave a comment, maybe a suggestion, maybe a future episode. I know a lot of people were digging that last Grand Rodeo episode, and that's always a good thing. I hope a lot of people dig this episode as well. So, with that being said, I am your host, Josh Dunham. And you'll hear from me again. I'll promise you that. Yeah.